Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. And I'm very, very interested in this conversation around AI, artificial medicine. And uh, it's definitely becoming a very, very big area of focus. And we wanted to discuss it with Dr. Carl. Dr. Carl, a very, very good morning to you. How are you? Dr. Very well. Thank you, Dr. Howard. Lovely to be with you again. Nice to be with you. So this whole idea of artificial medicine, it's definitely becoming more and more um, a area of focus within medicine. Tell us about it. Well, they do claim a few things for the AI, it's kind of snake oil, bearing in mind that snake oil is something that is claimed to have certain properties, but does not. So one of the things about AI in medicine is that it is claimed to have a diagnostic value of around 80, 85, 90, 95%. And this is based on a few studies. And here's an article I've got from the Journal of the American Medical Association, published on January 3, 2024, page E1, for Echo 1. It's a funny name for a page. And so in one particular case, uh, some people were looking at the AI being able to diagnose COVID on the basis of looking at chest x-rays. And you're thinking, okay, it's Mm -hmm. a lung disease, they might Mm -hmm. have a a chest infection. And so they found a thousand papers, but of the thousand papers, 600 were so badly written that they really should not have been published. They're living there with only 400. Of the 400, only 62 had any kind of reasonable medical uh, yeah, writing, mm-hmm. and of the 62, um, not one had produced reliable evidence, and the reason oh, was this. What they were doing was that they were looking at an X-ray of somebody with COVID, and an X-ray of somebody without COVID, and saying, "Okay, find the difference." One thing they they just barely mentioned mm. was that everybody with COVID was an adult, and everybody in the X-ray without COVID was a child in the whole thousand papers. And so all they were, they were doing was training the AI to be able to tell the difference between an adult and a child X-ray. And there's big differences and it, and it found them, but finding COVID, no. And so when you go and look, instead of finding the 80, 85, 90% diagnostic mm-hmm. accuracy, mm-hmm. it comes down to about 63%, which is just a little tiny bit better than 50%, which is a pure flip of the yes. coin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's one side of it. Right. The other side is the bias. And here they talk about the black-white difference. And in America and in some parts of the world, black people tend to have a lower income than white people. Mm-hmm. And this paper from America... Um, well, that's on the background that in America, they have a very expensive medical system. And so with regard to the first instance of people coming into AI with severe pain, well, if you were black, the AI would go and tell you to take aspirin. But if you were white, it would admit you and give you opiates because you were a much better choice for right, getting money right. out of the insurance company. Wow, wow, um, wow. Yeah. And so there's a few other cases like the AI doing exactly the same difference. So with people coming into casualty with severe pain and they had exactly the same presentation, but the only difference was that some were black and some were white and they wanted to be admitted. 
if they were white, they got admitted. If they were black, they did not because they didn't have enough money. That's so, so the AI is still so, so it's got a very lot, yeah. underperforming. What's interesting is, is you, you mentioned COVID, and uh, I interviewed a lot of organizations, one particular one called Hatsala, which had a very active COVID program here, um, a home care program during the COVID epidemic and, uh, and, and, and uh, pandemic. And, and, and what it did was they would gather information every day. Uh, they, they distributed various medical equipment to the, to those uh, that had COVID at home. And they would they would they would keep their stats every day. And what they found was they ah. could predict ahead of the person even feeling poorly that within 24 hours, if they didn't get them additional medical support, they would land up in hospital. So they had the uh, they could anticipate they landed up and being able to anticipate before the patient actually felt it because they were keeping an eye or because they had uh, uh, it was machine learning. It was all sorts of uh, algorithms and things that I don't really understand, but they could predict it. And I thought that was very interesting. And I, and I would imagine it's quite a good study uh, for them to submit because this is a, a very practical example of how, it, uh, of, of how it can work. Sure. And we've already had the mathematicians, in some cases, falling in love with AI. And I know some mathematicians who have been involved with AI, and it's been helping them. So for most theoretical mathematicians, they will cheerfully admit to you that 95% of their time is wasted going down blind alleys to try and find a solution mm, to the mm. problem that's been there for days or weeks or months or sometimes centuries. And in the case of AI, it can drop this down from 95% of their time being wasted to 50 or 20. And so they can get closer. So the AI will say, look, why don't you have a look in that particular area of mathematics? And I'll go, sure, and blow me down, something pops up. Mm. And just in mm. the last few weeks, we've had a mathematical proof of a many centuries old theorem that is completely different from anything that humans have come up with in the last four centuries, and it was developed by an AI. So we need to have the overall principle that it is a good servant but a bad master. Interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. I'd love your thoughts on it. 34519 or 0618951019. That's Dr. Carl talking to us about medicine and AI. It's about to go 7 o'clock.